Hey everybody, welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen, and as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you for tuning in, downloading, downloading streaming, however you take taking my podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, tell a friend, enemy co-worker, tell somebody about the podcast. I really appreciate all the recent downloads. Thank you so much, and let's continue to help, let's, let's continue to help this thing grow. Um, I'll jump right in. This is a busy, busy week. I got to record, what, uh, two extra episodes this week. I'm headed to the Bahamas on Friday, uh, on Monday. So I got a lot of shit to do before I get out of here. I'm super excited about that. Never left the country to do comedy. Uh, I have to admit, I'm pretty nervous. I, I'm not the biggest fan of traveling. Uh, I'm just I'm just wondering how it's going to go. All right, it's supposed to be people's vacation, and I'm afraid I might go too far. So, uh, But I am looking forward to it. I have to tell myself, hey, don't anticipate anything bad. Let's just get there, play it by ear, have a good time, have good shows, record everything, explore, be open-minded, work out every day. Like, I'm telling myself all this shit every day. So, um, yeah, so me and my boy Winston are going. I'm, I'm really excited that I'm going with Winston. Um don't know how I would do if it was just me so I'm glad to have a friend go along with me so uh looking forward to it a little nervous but hey I just got to push through if I want to be a good example for miles I have to just put myself in these uncomfortable positions and just deal with it I, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be fine um all right so let me just go ahead and jump in uh for those who don't know we have a 10-year-old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, and sometimes it's nothing. Um, I don't know. This is big, but, it, you know, he's going to middle school. So we found out which middle school he's going to. Um, he, so he's excited about that. And uh, me, my wife and I, we were a little nervous about what that transition was going to look like. You know, it's it's been so long since we've been through this this process, and things have changed so much. Um, so I will say, she I, I feel like she was a little worried than I was, or maybe I just hadn't I hadn't gotten there yet, because uh, she she really thinks about things way ahead of time, you know, way further ahead than I do. So she was a little nervous about the transition, especially because like he has a, a 504 plan. If your kid has one of those, you know what that is. It's just like a IEP. Uh, individual education plan now some people hear that and they go oh is he in special ed no kids who have adhd sometimes they need to sit towards the front of the class or they get um just special things uh such as like um they get the test by themselves or they get this they get stand-up breaks or they get to go wander around you know you got to have the doctor's note and all this kind of stuff but uh, so we were kind of worried about that but um yeah, it's a slow transition. It just so happened we had that meeting uh, uh, this week about his 504. And they told us, like, hey, we're going to transfer this all over to his uh, middle school. We'll talk to the counselors over there. So, like, nothing's going to – he's not going to be starting from zero. You know, it's, it's going to be a, a, a smooth transition. Information will be exchanged. So uh, she felt uh, a lot better uh, about that. Uh, we had Miles in this meeting with us. And I have to say, man, I'm very, very proud of my boy. Uh, I mean, he held his own against uh, six other adults in the room while talking about him and his education. And there were a couple of times where they go, oh, you know, I think we should kind of incorporate this or, 
you know, uh, uh, yeah, I think this will be a good idea. And he was like, hey, you know what? I'm not, uh, I don't think I really like that anymore. I, or I feel like I'm, uh, I don't, I don't need that anymore. Or if the situation was reversed, they would go, oh, I think we should, uh, we should get rid of that. He go, hey, no, I actually, I actually like that. I think that helps out. So to see him in a room, uh, advocating for himself and speaking up for himself, it made me feel really good. And let me know, man, my wife really does a great job with teaching him that. And, uh, she's helped me come along with that as well. And it's, uh, it's, it's just really, uh, good to see the the growth man and uh i will admit those those kind of meetings are really tough for me uh not in a bad way i i really enjoy them they they kind of make me emotional because just seeing what miles is going through now and the kind of help that he needs and the conversations that we've had and just just noticing um just similar behaviors between uh himself and and, and i just remembering my, how I felt about things when I was that age. Uh, it just really just, um, it just, I, I guess I'm happy for him. I can't even say, I, I have to change how I was going to say that because my initial thought was to say I'm jealous of him, but I should not say that. What I want to say is I'm happy for him because, again, looking back at, at myself, I'm, I'm sitting in these meetings and I'm like, man, this is what I really needed. Instead of like the cause of me misbehaving and all this kind of stuff. And again, I'm not knocking anybody. It was a different time. People really didn't like uh, uh, know about this kind of stuff. Or maybe they did, but just not where we were. You know, that was probably some rich people shit, ADHD and all this kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I, it just, it really makes me, I'm happy for him that like people can just, adults can sit down and ask this kid what they what they need instead of just telling them no this is how it was when i was a kid so you're just gonna fucking sit here and do x y and z and not fidget and not do this and it's just like that energy all those thoughts go somewhere and a lot of times it leads to negative behaviors and and outbursts you know just not knowing how to talk to people uh just having disdain for authority it's just yeah all, all that stuff comes from not not being heard not feeling like you don't have a voice, like no one cares what you have to say. So it just really makes me feel good knowing that um, uh, we're taking the time out to uh, see what he needs and uh, try to accommodate him to make things uh, as easy for him as possible. And we also tell him like, hey man, like we need to, they're helping us out so we can gain skills to like not need as much help in the future. You know, we, as we, we all need help, but I'm, I just try to tell them there's a lot of things that uh, that we're doing now that won't be available to you uh, as an adult. So learning these skills, learning these uh, methods of, of coping with things, um, setting up systems for yourself to succeed. Like you, you, you have to put install this stuff early so it doesn't cause issues later on as an adult with being unorganized not knowing how to deal with problems or talk to people, socialize, all that kind of stuff. So uh, solve problems. So I'm I'm just I'm just really really happy for him uh that that you know that he has this opportunity and I, I got to say it's just it's it's paying off. He seems a lot happier and uh, it just makes me feel good as a dad and as a parent. So um yeah, cuz I want to set my boy up for success. I want him to be a uh, a a functional person in society 
And I just don't want him going out there being a goddamn head case. <laughs> All right, so a few things to talk about. I got a um, th- there was a, actually a, a few things, but I needed to break it up into two different episodes, but just because I, I need uh, to have some uh, stuff in the can to uh, schedule the post. But I will talk about this. Um, I've been keeping my eye on this for a while, and I'm not going to act like I know every single thing about this case, but uh, just yesterday, Fox agreed to pay Dominion uh, $787.5 million in their defamation case. Um, That's a lot of money, and I think they were looking for about $1.2 or $1.5 billion for defamation. Everybody knows that they lied for over a year and a half, almost two years, probably yeah, over two years, about these Dominion voting machines being somehow hacked and uh, not trustworthy, compromised, whatever it was. Uh, people were harassed, and, you know, the, the, the company suffered from the shit. But uh, I just think it's so funny that people that were really big on this fake news shit, calling everybody else out, are the ones who end up having to pay almost a billion dollars <laughs> in in a defamation suit, uh, it's and you know what? It's a it's a great strategy. I, I mentioned this before. You you find the little inconsistencies, you find the little lies which they have, you, the exaggerations that CNN and all these other news corporations have done in the past, and you go see they lie. Then all their viewers are like, "Damn, they do." And all Fox started doing is just pushing the lies further and further and further. And then they go, hey, man, everybody lies. They Remember this stuff? Yeah, they all lie. You just, you just muddy the water, and then you can do what you want. It's just like you poison the pool, and you know exactly what it is. But the craziest thing about this, and I talked to my wife about this uh, this morning, uh, the wildest thing. They don't have to acknowledge anything. They don't have to admit to lying. Uh, matter of fact, let me let me look it up. I I want to read exactly what their what their statement was. Uh, Fox News statement. Yeah, settlement statement. Here it is. Now this is this is a um this is a multi billion dollar corporation one of the biggest what they say the biggest news corporation in the world and uh not in the world but the, the most watched uh what is, oh, come on man here it comes they don't even oh come on i can't even find it i can't find it come on man <laughs> i get. i'll just keep talking until i find it but uh Oh, here it is. It says, this is what Fox News said after paying almost a billion dollars in a defamation case. We acknowledge the court's ruling rulings finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. False. We acknowledge the court's rulings finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. This is after lying for two years about these machines. And the craziest thing about this whole thing like I said, talk to my wife about it. They don't have to admit to lying. They don't have to correct themselves. None of that. They consider the payment being to be the accountability. None of the on-air uh, personalities have to say, "Hey, we lost this case." They don't. They don't have to correct themselves. No apology. No nothing. That's it. And my wife is like, "That's crazy." 
And I go, you know what? I thought the same thing. I'll listen to their lawyers talk about it. And they are, they're all talking from the same script. They go, hey, we exposed the lies that they were, te- we were telling, that they were telling. We, wa- we, wanted, uh, we wanted justice and we wanted the truth. That's what we got. And it's up to, it would be nice if Fox News got on their, their, uh, on their platform and said, hey, we were lying about this stuff. We had to pay this money. We're sorry. We, here's all the corrections. They said that would be nice, but that's not on them. That's not what they were in it for. They were in here to clear their names and to get their fucking money, and they did. And I, I really can't be mad at that. And I told my wife this, too. I go, the people who are really hardcore MAGA people, they don't give a fuck. They don't care. Like, they believe what they want to believe. It doesn't matter who tells them the truth. It, they don't care. They don't want to hear it. They, they do not want to hear it. That's their biggest thing. Like, I'm not saying it's all conservatives, but this brand of conservatives, mega Republicans I'm talking about, these people do not like to apologize. They do not like to admit when they're wrong. If they will try to find, in a case like this, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna try to find who else is wrong. Like, uh, I was just on Twitter, just on Twitter, and I saw that lied was popped up as a, a, a trending topic. And I look at it, and you see the Fox News stuff. And now the, the first thing I see coming from conservative outlets is, Fauci lied about something under oath. What about that? Uh, what about Democrats when they said this about, they, they lied under oath too. So what, what about that? It's just like they have to find other people to take down who are somehow associated with what they did, whether it's literally verbal, like just the word, word association. Fauci lied. Oh, Fox News lied. Well, Fauci is the same. And, oh, he did it on the news. Yeah, this is the same thing. This is the same exact thing. It's just, <laughs> that's what they do. Oh, I was right about the one thing. It's just like, that may be the case. You might have been right about that, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about when you were absolutely 100% unequivocally wrong and lying about something. And then, and then it becomes, why are you bringing that up? This is the party of personal responsibility. They love accountability. They want news sources to apologize all the time. All the time. But when it, when the shoe's on the other foot, they don't they don't want to talk about it. You want to hold them accountable, it's, it's, it's considered rubbing it in their faces. Very childish. Very childish. Um also, uh, there's a rash of, of thugs in this in this country just shooting people when they want to. Have you seen this story? Young black kid goes up to uh, the door trying to pick up his little brother or his twin brother, gets shot twice, one in the head, one in the arm, 84-year-old. You know what he told him? He was scary because he was six feet tall. I've, I've said this years ago on this podcast with the Trayvon Martin shit. Being a tall black man is used against you. Your height is used against you. Your height. He's over six feet. That's scary. I'm uncomfortable. Blam. And what do people? Hey, he got scared. Okay. But it's it's to me it's wild how shit's starting to play out because now, and this is extremely sad. Both of these stories are extremely extremely sad. Luckily. Uh, this, the kid lived, uh, he's at home now resting, 
and the uh, the old guy who shot him actually turned himself in, and he is out on two hundred thousand dollars bail right now. Uh, he should have never been let go in the fucking first place. Uh, you ask me, but um, so I want to say either yesterday or the day before, somewhere in New York, these two young ladies were uh, they got lost. They didn't have any GPS uh, at the time, no internet connection. They go up a driveway and realize shit, wrong place. They immediately turn around, back out. Guy comes out, just starts shooting. Uh, and he kills this 20-year-old girl, this 64-year-old white dude. I mean, just simple shit like that. He turned around in the wrong driveway. And what's crazy is, like, this happened in New York, and people like this listen. And you know what? This is a, this is a lot of speculation. But this, this I'm also talking to the, the, the group of people who what if every fucking thing every fucking thing all right they would have everything oh what if he was doing this that's what he could have had this this could have that's and this is why i'm doing this somebody like this this old guy like you know yeah an old person like this they typically watch a lot of fox news they live in new york in the last couple of weeks all you've heard about is how much crime is in new york that they're letting go and they're prosecuting donald trump Meanwhile, it's it, killing is legal in New York. Like all of a sudden, they're prosecuting Donald Trump, and, and crime is just absolutely legal. You could just do whatever you want because every cop, every lawyer, every judge is on this Donald Trump case. It's a free for all in New York City right now. So you get these old people who listen to this shit on TV. If they're on social media, they're following the worst fucking people possible. And now they're scared. And they see a random car show up in their driveway. Somebody knocks on their door. And guess what they're thinking? Uh, home invasion. Uh, it, it's happening to me now. And all this, if they, if they can get him, they can get you. Now these people are fucking paranoid. And there are people, again, people knocking on their doors. People accidentally turn around in their driveway and they're shooting people. I was scared. This is the kind of shit that that, that it causes. The, all the lies, the rhetoric, the, the just just constantly showing people what what they should be afraid of, telling them what's what the bad shit that's gonna happen to them. That's what happens. And they don't even they don't even have to admit any anything that they did wrong. Absolutely insane. Now speaking of uh, uh wrong, uh, I'm gonna switch gear. I'm gonna talk about the NBA playoffs. I'm pretty sure we've all seen it. Uh, Draymond Green stepped on Sabonis. Uh, look, as an older brother, I know faking when I see it. I I had a bunch of older cousins and uncles too. I've been bullied by my by family members. I've been the bully. I've seen that 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 stomp before. That's that fake thing where you act like you're gonna put all your weight on somebody, and you don't. And Sabonis grabbed his fucking leg. And then, like, the, the WWF or WWE reaction, his back arched like, he, uh, like, he's, a, uh, like he's at the, uh, the gym fucking bench pressing. You ever see those people with the fucking arched back bench press? He doing that shit, bouncing off the ground. Like he just, like he just got stomped on by Godzilla. And I saw that he had, like, a sternum contusion. He's playing. 
This is all theatrics. This is all theater. And I got to say, I love all that shit. This is the playoffs is what makes the NBA great. And the, and to me, that's what makes it different than other sports. Because, well, football specifically. Because they don't do it. They don't really, they don't have a playoff series. I love this series because with every series, it develops storylines and the hatred, the, the discontent, the uh, just the visceral, just... I hate these motherfuckers. It just it just intensifies and grows throughout the series. And being in the same conference over over the years, if those teams remain to be good, every year those series get better and better. And it's also nice to see like if those teams kind of they kind of flip. We're like, uh, oh, they they were better a couple years ago. Now this team is better. Just watching that go back and forth. And I'm hoping that the Warriors and the and the and the Kings. You can maybe have this for a couple more years because in two years they're gonna they're gonna be like remember the stomp i love that shit when some when somebody gets this elbowed out of nowhere next season when these two team plays when they play each other somebody's gonna go you know what this might be for the stomp i love that shit i love it so shout out to draymond shout out to sabonis punk ass for playing it up uh, it's a lot of fun watching. I, I, I absolutely love it. Um, I told you about the Lakers, man. I told you about the Lakers. I, I think I think they're going to make it out of this round. I, I will say I did get nervous when I seen AD say uh, he couldn't move a shoulder. And I was like, you know, thank God I didn't bet. Because I was like, I need to put some money down. And I, I forgot before the, before the tip-off. So I, I, if I do it now, I, I definitely don't think I would get as much um, if I would have bet a few days ago before they played the first game but you can't count out lebron james you, you can't count him out i know it's only game i know it's only one game um that it was weird that night because like yeah john Morant went out with the with the wrist thing hopefully he plays man i hate to see that uh Giannis went out um and who else went out somebody else went down so you had you had oh yeah Giannis. John Morant and AD going out. I was like, man, this is not starting off great. You got three of the best players in the league getting, you know, uh, injured in the in game ones. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm enjoying the playoffs so far. Uh, I watched the Knicks game the other night. That was a close one. That was a good one. They played game two uh, last night, and the Knicks got their motherfucking ass whooped. Um, yeah, wow. Uh, real quick before I get out of here, because it's about that time. Have y'all seen the video of this 6'10 8th grader going around Instagram, uh, Twitter? Shit's crazy. 6'10 8th grader. Could you imagine 8th grade, 6'10? He has to be the only 6'10 person with a bedtime. Like, how do you tell somebody 6'10 what to do? Like, <laughs> he's 12, 13? Like he still gets scared at night. He's six ten. Just imagine a twelve year old kid scared the shit they say, how they act. But at six ten, he can't even drive a car. How do you tell somebody six ten they can't drive a car? I just to me the, the <laughs> that just baffles my mind. Somebody with the the mentality of a twelve thirteen year six foot ten. 
He, if you really think about this shit, he can't even really date girls his age. He's 6'10". How do you... I feel like I talked about this on the podcast before. Maybe I didn't. I think I talked about it somewhere. I can't... If I did, I'm sorry. But that's... How do you... You can't show up to a 12 or 13-year-old girl's house like, hey, Mr. Jones, I'm, I'm here to see Casey. It's just like, nigga, who the fuck are you? I'm I'm John. How how old are you, man? I'm 13. Man, if you don't get the fuck out of here, and see, if you don't get the fuck out of here, how are you 13 and 610? It's, it's not possible. Get out of here before I call the police. Matter of fact, I'm calling anyway. Then his parents go, oh, no, nah, he really 13. And then it's just like, oh, shit, okay. That's what's up. And then if I found out this nigga really 13, my daughter would hate it because I would be like, yo, can can your boyfriend come over so we can go to the park? And I'm just throwing him lobs all day. And I'm just going to watch him dunk on people. And I'm just going to stand at mid-range or the three-point line and just talk shit like I'm really doing big shit. But I'm not really playing any defense. I'm basically maybe running from, like, free throw line extended to free throw line extended, if that. You know what I'm saying? A little a little Olay defense, driving right to him, bam. Beat that shit into the motherfucking softball fields. Yeah, wasn't this the worst playing in the park, especially like in the spring or like you get them a couple of days in the winter when everything kind of like uh, start to thaw out? Shit, even in the summertime. After it rained, y'all playing. And somebody blocked the ball and it go into the biggest fucking puddle out there. You know what I'm talking about? The the muddy joint and the game the game is just over. Cause it's a it's a leather ball. The the uh the rubber joint you can kinda you can you can wipe you can uh, wipe that off, but the leather joint is it's done. The ground wet, so it's not like you playing with the ball, it's gonna kinda dry it out. The the ball wet is is heavy is 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 well, it's lopsided now it's waterlogged it's over with. I used to hate that shit especially when it it was always when the game got good somebody had to be extra and just block the shit right into the motherfucking puddle. Game over. This is like bro, it was already thirty degrees out here and now we got a wet ball. It's time to go in. <laughs> That's funny. Even as a kid, man, just a good defense would just end the game like the fact it. All right, we'll finish this later. But, all right, there's a show. That's a show. Make sure you guys follow me on all things, uh, all social media, uh, at Chris Allen Comedy. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, I posted my Neil dates. I'm really excited. I'll be in D.C. Uh, we're doing Philly, New York, Baltimore, Minneapolis, Chicago, Phoenix, Denver, uh, I'm super excited. Thanks to everybody who's been very, very excited for me and happy for me. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm owning it. I deserve it. Uh, it's going to be dope, and uh, it's going to be a crazy summer. I also got a weekend with Roy Wood Jr. coming up, Albany Funny Bone. I want to say June 16th and 17th. If I got the calendar up. I do have a calendar up. All right. And let me check right now. And... 
Yeah, 16th and 17th with Roy Wood Jr., Albany Funny Bone. Oh, here we I got the dates right here. June 1st, uh, I'm at uh, the Howard Theater. June 2nd, uh, Kennedy Center. June 3rd, Baltimore's Baltimore Soundstage. Um, yeah, and then Albany Funny Bone with Roy Wood Jr., uh, J- uh, June 16th, 17th. And I haven't heard back, but I might be. At the DC Improv on the 22nd to the 24th, um, opening for my boy Ann Lara out of New York. So, June looks dope. And, uh, yeah, so this is uploading on Friday. I'll be headed to the Bahamas on Monday, and I'll be back in two weeks. I'll be, I'll, if I can, I'll just upload some stories and all that kind of stuff to my social media while I'm gone to let people know, like, that I'm having a good time. So, uh, all right, I'm out. Peace. <laughs>